Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Bradley. And I'm Albert. Today, we're kicking things off with The Big Alligator River from 1979. This is a movie that goes by several titles. It was originally an Italian production. Uh, It's also just called Alligator and Alligators, but the original Italian title seems to correspond pretty closely to Big Alligator River, so that's what I picked. Uh, And it goes thusly. A photographer and model are flown to a new resort hotel in the middle of the jungle to shoot Mm. some publicity photos. It's not a smart place to put your hotel. It doesn't seem like it, no. I mean, it's resort, so I guess if it's like a big enough land, you can just have different things going on there, but... There's not going to be... It's not like building your hotel right up Having the grown up from the airport. Yeah. Having grown up in, you know, Florida, when I think hotel for vacation, it's like you're going to a theme park or something. Right. Being stuck in the middle of the jungle does not sound like a great time, especially when you're in a movie. So something's going to eat you. Well, something is going to eat them because get this. The hotel is owned by a ruthless developer who appears to have little regard for the environment or the people surrounding his paradise. It's way too easy to go political. That's sentence go on. Yeah. Well, so I guess, I mean, he's a developer. I Maybe he's going to be putting in like some water slides or like it's going to be a real nice hotel. Yeah. It's just going to wipe out like 300 species in the process. Well, you would think he would be like building in the jungle because he wants the jungle, but it, it makes it sound like he's like, well, I've plunked my hotel down here. It's Let's free start clear cutting. He has hired many members of a local tribe to work for him in his hotel. Okay. You know, this guy, he's a bad dude, but he's good for the local economy. So it's sort of a, you know, I mean, he's just ruthless. He's just cutthroat businessman. Like person to person. He's very personal, very friendly, but he will buy you out and like sell you out real easy. But what the developer hasn't counted on is that the, the, now think about this. Like he should have counted on this, but he did not. Mm hmm. The land that the Paradise House, which I guess is the name of the hotel, sits on is sacred to the tribe. And none of them that work for him thought to bring it up. It's the home of their giant alligator god, Kruna. Ooh. By the it way, doesn't make any sense for it to be an alligator, but I like it. All of the so this it's not mentioned specifically in this description, but I, I comb through several different reviews and descriptions and stuff, and they make clear that the implication in the movie is that this is in fact a literal God that has incarnated himself as an alligator specifically to take out this hotel. Okay. After the model goes Wonga only again, instead of a shark. What is that? Dakawanga. I don't know what that is. You know, Maui can shapeshift, right? Right. He does that only. He's a giant freaking shark. He's like a megalodon. Okay. And he likes fishermen, but he doesn't like pirates. After the model goes missing, the photographer finds it difficult to convince anyone that something is wrong. So I forgot this was a, they were doing publicity shots, and I thought it was like a model of the hotel vanished. (laughs) 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 There was a brief second where I was like, why does this, oh, that's right, there's a person instead. (laughs) (laughs) A model plane's gone missing. It's so difficult for me to convince anybody that something's gone wrong. How am I going to convey where I want the swimming pool to be be if I don't have a model? (laughs) 
<laughs> the final sentence is, has the model become another sacrifice to Kruna? So is that question just never answered the whole movie? She it just leaves? No, she definitely is. She's the No, she vanishes in the whole movie. You never find out. She's the one female in the movie. <laughs> By the way, I should point out about Big Alligator River, a lot of people in the reviews that I read pointed out that it was coming out in very short succession after Jaws, and there was sort of a back and forth on whether it was a direct ripoff or just sort of another similar giant animal thing that the Italians did after that. I mean, there have been giant animal movies for a while. Right. Um, it's aquatic, so I can kind of see that. And there's also the whole... It doesn't say there's the scene where, you know, we need to close it. goes, no, this is the best season. We have to stay open. There's not that scene mentioned in the description. But I do like how this is Jaws, only he can go up on land and chase you. Yeah, well, and he's also a god. Yeah. Right, so, like, you, you don't have to ask yourself... What's his motivation? It's like, no, angry, angry he incarnated guy. as an alligator specifically to do this, specifically to take revenge. You don't have to, like, be metaphorical about nature's revenge. Nature literally became a thing and took <laughs> revenge. Next up, we have Alligator from 1982. This is not a strong title. Not particularly weak titles, just kind of there. Raymond the Alligator. Ramon. Ramon? Ramon. Ramen. Ramen? Ramen the alligator. Delicious. <laughs> is flushed down the toilet as a baby and grows into a gargantuan monster. Do you think the fact that I'm going to keep calling him Raymond <laughs> is how like they kick the description off with the name of this alligator. And it's not a very alligatory name. No, it's going to be like the first three minutes is him being like this kid's pet, but he's hiding him from his mom. So here's my oh, question. Oh, he's like leather bat or leatherhead. Do you think that at the end, like the kid comes back to him and like, I don't know, does something that they had together as a shared, like calls him Raymond. Right. And he like, he stops and he's like, oh, and he looks up and then he has like some like discoloration around his eye or something. So he looks unique as a gator. Right. And he's like going to eat the kid and the kid's like Raymond just stops. But then. Right? He has his moment where he's like, oh, I found my old master who flushed me away. Well, I'll be okay. And then he gets shot. Yeah. Man, that's not that's not the actual description, guys. I just that's put a lot of movies together though. in my head. Man, it was sad. This is reminding me of, uh, again, Leatherhead, who is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle character. Right. Who is a kid, had a pet gator. His parents found him, found out and flushed him in the toilets in the New York system. And then he got the ooze. He got the ooze and it became like this giant, like 16 foot tall gator man. I'm, I dig it. It's pretty rad. He grows into a gargantuan monster by eating the corpses of laboratory animals who have undergone dubious hormone experiments, which your disposal techniques need some work, guys. You're literally flushing your lab rats down the toilet. Like, put them in a bag. Thus, you're supposed to incinerate those. Or that. Thus providing all the ecological and social subtext that one could possibly wish for. How, Even if one doesn't normally go for films about giant alligators eating people left, right, and center. You know, that's not that's the opposite of me. I normally do go for films about al giant alligators eating people left, right, and center. I don't need your political subtext. No. Like, not in a giant alligator movie. I'm not saying it couldn't work. 
right? Like there's political. I think subtext I think they're saying that's why it's a draw for people who don't normally go for these kind of movies. Yeah, I just can't. I Whereas can't you, you just people. saw like Big Gator, and you're like dinosaurs or crocosaurs, right? And then they're like, but there's a message, and boy, does that work so so infrequently. Yeah. Anyway, eating people left, right, and center is the inevitable and tragic results of Grayman's decision that the outside world looks more interesting than the sewers. I mean, I'm assuming he outgrew them. Yeah, also, is that really a decision to like to be interested in something? I've never decided... To, oh, I don't say I've never decided to be interested in something. I'm trying to think. I may have decided to be interested in some things, but mostly I'm just like, that's interesting. And then I pursue it. I mean, he has to grow for a while, so when he's small, it's, like, scary. Right? He's, he's a little... He's a little. I don't know what a baby gator's called. Little baby gator. And then he gets bigger and bigger, and he starts outgrowing the sewer. At which point, he's just outgrowing the sewer, so he has to leave or die. It's not really like, if I stay here, I'll die, but it looks really pretty out there. I'm gonna go look at it. Oh, there's food. Munch, munch, munch. <laughs> Baby alligators are referred to as hatchlings. That's apparently. boring, but I do like that a female alligator is called a cow. <laughs> and males are bulls. That's amazing. I knew the bull <laughs> thing. Finally, we have Alligator 2, The Mutation. From 1991. The year of Brantley. If you forgot, by the way, the first one came out in 1982. They waited a whole nine years to come out with the sequel to Alligator. They had to make sure they had it right. <laughs> they have, the or until the studio like, was in trouble <laughs> I'm not doing this until the script is great only if the script is good will I do Alligator 2 the mutation it was such a magnum opus It has the follow up has to be pristine and even greater it's so beloved in the public imagination we cannot sully the name of Alligator a rash of deaths in the Chicago swamps I don't know if that's a Man. real thing or not Raymond made it, you know, good travel. Or he had kids with a later with a gator cow. Well, does it say it doesn't say where he was flushed? He may have been flushed in Chicago in the first place. That's fair. I just assume New York. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand that the the thing that's baffling me is the idea that there are swamps in Chicago. Maybe there are, but it seems like a big city where you wouldn't want to have swamps where you would pump all that water out to another place. You'd like you'd want to drain it. So you could you Chicago could swamps. Metaphorically, I know there are many swamps in Chicago. Aha. Building yeah. skyscrapers in Chicago swampy soil. So apparently it was a swamp. And I was like, now nah, we'll build a building here. Okay. Because we're human. That's how we roll. So <laughs> a rash of deaths in the Chicago swamps has left the, po- the local pe- has left the local police baffled. Detective David Hodges is brought in to lead the investigation, which takes place near broker Vincent Brown's new real estate expansion. Is it a hotel? Um, I don't know. Okay. Probably, or like condos, right? Maybe office space. Maybe it's a like a multi-use building, right? Okay. A lot of buildings these days have like office space, and then you can have apartments. If you can do everything, you could work and live in the same building. Right. And then shop, and that would suck. Mega City One. One real sentimental case gets him more motivated than ever to solve it. His wife, Christine, a chemist, tells him that one of the most recent clues to the case is involved with an animal of some sort, but she can't solve it herself. 
Do you think that's the sentimental or was the sentimental like no. the victim? And then she's like, also, it's some kind of animal attack. It looks like, but I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Right. So there's a rash of deaths. I'm guessing the sentimental case is like a, a little child, kid, yeah. right? Which is, you know, you know, I got to bum me out before we have fun watching this dinosaur or alligator, whatever. Or this thing eat people. Eh, dick is whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the, because this description is very wishy-washy, they don't tell you what happens, what, what case makes them want to solve it. I mean, they probably don't want to open with like, hey, dead kid, watch the movie. And then, if, and then it's like, and then she has a clue of some sort, which we're also not, we don't know anything about. I mean, she, her clue is that it looks like there's some kind of animal involved, but she don't, doesn't understand. Probably right, because there's but, an American alligator in Chicago. Yeah, like, is it teeth marks? Because then you can probably just figure it out. Yeah, but his teeth are like really big, so it's like too big for an alligator. Oh, maybe. Okay, I guess. Or there's I can... some like musk or something, or like some scales. More investigated. <laughs> That's how it's written. More investigated finds that Brown is trying to scare away the residents for the real estate he is building. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? And I would have got away with it too if it hadn't been for you nasty alligators. Munch. <laughs> and he formulates a theory that a crocodile or alligator is behind the attacks. Wait. Okay, so Vincent Brown is building real estate. Yeah. He figures out, is he using the alligator to scare people away? I don't know if the he is the one that has the theory or if it's the detective. Right? Because the sentence is poorly written. It's Roden, poorly written. Yes, that's appropriate, really. <laughs> he formulates a theory. I, the person formulating the theory must be the detective. Yes. No one believes him. Because that's, yeah. And the mayor places him under house arrest. Wow. Wow. Like, that's a wild, that is, that is a wild punishment for having a bad theory about what's causing all I these I mean, murders. unless he's going around ranting and raving and scaring people about it. Or, yeah. Well, but even also, then. <laughs> it's like, you're under house arrest. That's really Can bad detective work. Can the mayor even do that? Can the mayor be like, you're under arrest? You're the mayor. You're not a judge. Like, you're not a policeman. You're an elected official. Pass a law. Oh, wait, you can't because that's the legislative branch. Like, you can kick him off the force, right? Because that's probably under the mayor's purview where the mayor is like, hey, I'm technically in charge of all the police around here. So you don't work here anymore. I don't know if he can have him placed under house arrest. This has been Chicago Politics with Alan Brantley. Who live in Tune Florida. In next week when we discuss Mayor Rahm Emanuel's troubled tenure. Um, after escaping his own house, he seeks out the residents around the lake. That's not a swamp. Yeah, in Chicago. There is a lake in Chicago, but it's not, I don't think, by a swamp who are concerned that Vincent Brown is a cancer on the area. So now he's got a lynch mob. Wow. To go after this guy. Like, these guys are not subtle. They're not like, I don't like that Vincent Brown is like, Vincent Brown is a cancer on the area. Well, you run for, for, for state office to get rid of him. Another attack brings Hodges after it more determined than ever before, especially since Brown brought in a special team 
led by Hawk Hawkins of the G.I. Joe <laughs> and his partners, Billy Boy and Paul. <laughs> I feel bad for Paul. He's just, it's like Hawk Hawkins, Billy, Billy Boy, Boy. Paul. This is Paul. <sighs> to catch the alligator. He, he's brought these guys in to catch the alligator and have failed. This is not a well-written anything, is, Brantley. No. I imagine it reflects the quality of the movie. <laughs> Finally, teaming up together, everyone works to get the alligator out of the sewers and are able to kill it. I thought it. he was in the swamp. Did they move into the sewers? They drained the swamp, Brantley. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they had a big pump. I like, I will say, so Brown is like, actually... It turns out giant alligator attacks that I don't control. Not great for my sales of real estate <laughs> in the area, I, which makes me more confused than ever. Like this is he just, was lowering the property value. So it'd be cheaper, I guess. And, and then he would, you know, and then he needed to get rid of it so he could yeah. actually sell the land. So, OK, they don't make that clear in the description, but that, that, no. that, that does actually make sense. So he's like going to let this go on for a while. <laughs> it's a Scooby-Doo hoax, only the monster's real, and the guy doing the hoax didn't have anything to do with the monster being real. Like, pr prices drop, I swoop in, and then I get my boys, Hawk Hawkins, Billy, Billy Boy, Boy, and, and Paul. Paul. <laughs> I know Paul can definitely take an alligator. But then they don't, right? Like I mean, they're led by Hawk Hawkins. That guy has terrible eyesight. <laughs> they don't... The fact that they don't get the alligator, he's like, well... I guess I'll have to team up just, with the local sheriff. Can we just take a second to discuss, like, who were this guy's parents who were like, his last name is Hawkins. We'll name him Hawk. <laughs> is that a family name? Because he's not like the second or the third. I, here's, do you want like a real answer? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a quote, cool name. I assumed it was because he was, his last name was Hawkins and his first name was Bartholomew or something. Like, he was probably pretty cool, so, like, his friends in high school helped him cultivate the name of Hawk. Some Hawk! He's like, yeah. His last name's Hawkins, that's the best they could cultivate? We'll just take off the last three letters of your last name? Yeah, it's like, uh, Bernie Burns from Rooster Teeth. Because his real name's not Bernie. That's fair. It's just, like, Burns, but they stuck some more, or removed some stuff from it. It, it, I, it happens. Get better nickname nicknames, people. I mean, if we're gonna go there, like Billy Boy is his last name, Boy. <laughs> and his parents were like, "We'll call him Billy." Like, not Danny is like, no, that'd be crazy. That'd be ridiculous. That'd be a bad. That would be a bad last name to have. It's like, there's no, there's no good first names for last name Boy. <laughs> Girl Boy. Super. <laughs> Tom ahead, yeah. super. You know they've been like the, especially the dad there, right? If they if the you know the the kid has taken his father's name, like he's been thinking about that one his entire yeah, life. No. <laughs> it's like my parents named me Stephen, Stephen Boy. <laughs> no one can take me seriously, but my son will have a name that makes sense, like Paul. Wait, no, no, Paul's a ridiculous name. Also, Paul doesn't have a last name. Yes, he's like Prince, only it's Paul. <laughs> Well, that is going to do it for us for this week, folks. Thank you so much for enjoying our 20 minutes of alligator movie making fun of descriptions things. Wow. That's how a talk happens. Brantley, this is towards the end of our recording session where my brain starts to stop doing the thing where it makes words good. 
We appreciate you guys listening, though. If you like this and you want to tell a friend about us, we would appreciate that as well. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time with more of Two Weird Didn't Watch. Bye, guys. Bye.